This is episode 108 of the Creative Giant Show. I'm Charlie Gilkey. I hope you're having a blessed day, and I appreciate your sharing it with me. Angela joins me on today's episode to jam about how to align your goals and projects with your seasonal energy. This is a bit of a follow-up from episode 102 with Megan Roop, based on questions readers have been asking us. But it's also prompted by the transition from summer to fall that we're currently in in the Northern Hemisphere. Ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the Creative Giant Show, where we go behind the scenes about what it means to live a life full of creative and professional success. Creative giants are talented, renaissance souls with a compassion-fueled bias towards action. Now, here is your host, Charlie Gilkey. If you're struggling to keep up with processing your email, SaneBox might be just the tool you need. It has saved me hours of time each month, and the amount of peace of mind I get from it is priceless. SaneBox sorts through your email and moves all of the trivial stuff into a different folder, so the only messages in your inbox are the ones you actually want to see. Aside from removing all of the junk so you can focus on the messages that matter, there's this great feature called the black hole. Move an email into that folder and you'll never hear from the sender again. One and done. Just how we like it. Because email can be such a bear and keep you from finishing the stuff that matters, we worked out a great deal for our listeners. Visit sanebox.com forward slash giant and they'll throw in an extra $25 credit on top of the two-week free trial. You don't have to enter the credit card information unless you decide to buy, so there's really nothing to lose. Again, that's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com forward slash giant. Hello, Creative Giants. I am excited to be recording this episode of the Creative Giant Show. This is going to be a jam between Angela and I. So, Angela, hi. Hello. So, we mentioned way back, I think, in like episode 47 or around episode 50 that we're going to be changing things. Um... I kind of see the podcast in different seasons of around every 50 episodes. It's where are we, what's working, what's not working, what do we want to do to improve? Mm -hmm. And so for this episode, um, you know, what what we decided to do or what we decided to do about the show flow was actually to pull Angela on more. You probably heard that from the episode that came out on September the 16th. That's um, episode 107 is the first one where she was on for Q&As. I think that's a dramatically improved Q&A from from where it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Angela is... Um, do we want to say that you're officially the co-host or that you're playing with being the co-host? Um, well, we can say I'm playing with it. It's pretty much official, but we're still figuring all the details out. We're still figuring all the details out. And, you know, that's one of the things that we actually do in the team. Like, we'll say, hey, like, let's try this out. Let's Mm -hmm. try this particular role on and see how it works. And sometimes it works and it sticks. Other time it does not work. And so we're we're sort of in this place where um, we're trying this out to see if it sticks. Yes. And I'm excited. I'm excited, too, because recording with someone is a lot more fun than recording by yourself. True. So for today's episode, actually, Angela, I'll let you set up the, the, the lead for that. Yeah, absolutely. So Charlie and I have been noticing, um, you know, it's coming to be um, close to October now, and our energy really shifts um, and changes. Um, Charlie actually tends to start getting more energy during this time period, and I start to 
lag a little bit. My energy starts to slow down. Um, and it's interesting because for years and years, um, you know, even though we've been together nearly two decades now, it took us a long time to figure out that as his energy was going up, mine was going down. Um, and it took some perspective um, and really understanding of ourselves um, to see those patterns and then to think about like, okay, when are those happening? What's going on? Um, and then just talking to our clients, um, listening to what our listeners um, and audience have been saying, this is something that happens for all of us. And a lot of us don't realize that it's happening, that our energy is shifting with the seasons. And there are a lot of reasons for that. Charlie and I are going to talk a little bit about it today. Um, but we had um, a few questions that have come up just in the last couple of weeks from listeners on the podcast, um, from audience members that are part of the campfire um, on Facebook about their seasonal energy and just questions about how we deal with that, what we do. And so we wanted to talk about that today um, and just have a conversation about what these seasonal shifts look like for us um, and how we approach it, how we're kind to ourselves um, and really paying attention to what we need during these different times of the year. When we talk about energies and seasons, it, it can be very abstract in a way, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you have this different energy. But just in our context, for instance, um, Angela gets a lot of energy in the summer. Mm. And yes. we also have a lot of special dates during the summer, like anniversaries and her birthday. And that's when um, she gets really energetic in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. um, it turns out that the summer is actually the lowest energy cycle for me. Mm -hmm. And so you might see how this works out in that she's like super excited and lovey-dovey and wanting to do a lot of things. And I'm like, can I just like sit on the couch for the day, right? <laughs> um, do we really have to have something every weekend, you know? Um, can we do something every other weekend or maybe every third weekend, right? And so, um, again, it, it can be really abstract, but when you look at where relationships can go out of alignment mm -hmm. and where you can have some of those awkward conversations and just those points in which think you're not in your groove with your partner. Mm -hmm. You're not in groove with maybe some of your friends who are in a different energy cycle. Um, and importantly for a lot of work that we do, you're not in groove with your work and your projects. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, I know for me, the worst time to plan a big project launch or anything like that is in July. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to have the energy. Everything is going to get delayed. And we learned yet again not to do that, right? Yeah. Um, but that's the challenge because, for instance, we might have someone in our team. Um, I won't blame Angela on this, but we <laughs> might have half of our team that are in a high summer sort of like, let's get this done sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But when a key player is in another place, it can end up in a lot of like, um, projects not getting done, mm -hmm. missed goals, um, weird conversations, so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah. And I know that a lot of the questions that people have been asking us has been, you know, on the own, on our own personal side. So like me individually or us as a couple, what do these seasonal shifts and changes in energy look like? And that's really important, you know, and I know we're not going to specifically be talking about teams and business today, but I, you know, I'd um, 
be a little disappointed in myself if I didn't bring up the fact that, yeah, with our team, you know, and the 10 of us, I guess, or so that we have now on our team, imagine, you know, as it is in reality that all 10 of us have different seasonal energy and seasonal shifts. And so that's an important thing to think about um, in your in your work environments. If you're working with other people, and most of us do, um, at least to some extent, work with other people, that might be an important conversation to have. You know, what what do their energy cycles look like? And there may be some probing conversations and questions that have to come up because we, we're not taught or, you know, we don't talk about this in society. You know, what does your seasonal energy look like? And what can I expect from you during the fall? Those aren't conversations that we normally have. So... Yeah, and that's the funny thing. We don't have those conversations, but when you look at so many of our institutions, they actually base a lot of their schedules around these seasonal shifts. Like, there's a mm-hmm. reason why we go back to school in the fall. Yeah. Right? There's a reason why we have holiday breaks. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we have spring break that happens during that period. And, you know, it's it's been this way throughout human existence for a long time. It was this way um, when the um, Romans set up their, their civilization, borrowed some things from the Greeks in a very pagan societies, very attentive to what was happening in the sky. Catholicism came behind it and sort of co-opted those seasonal things like that. We can see all, all over the world, if we're just looking at Western history, mm-hmm. we see where we have placed markers in our annual calendars around some of these seasonal shifts. Mm -hmm. And so they're kind of there, but they're not talked about at a level in which we're intentional about it, right? Like, I I mean, we in our household, we're really attuned to when the solstices and um, equini, equinoxes, what (laughs) the equinoxes are. Yeah. Really attuned to that. Um, But if you pay attention, you'll notice that we have holidays that are around those same periods of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I find really fascinating about this, because on one hand, it can be a foreign and, um, you know, quote unquote, woo conversation. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, it's baked into the fabric of our culture. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's, It's a part of everything. I mean, people have realized from the beginning that there were shifts in their energy and in the energy of the societies that they were a part of. So um, I'm curious, Charlie. So um, Laura asked a really um, interesting question. It was kind of a follow-up to the episode. um, I think it was episode 102 that you did with Megan Roop um, a few weeks back that um, you had started to talk about living with the seasons and planning around your energy. And Laura asked about that, you know, if you can maybe expand a little more on that. And I'm super excited for us to to talk about that together today um, because of, well, she's not the only one that's curious. There have been so many conversations happening around this recently within our um, our audience. Yeah, so... Um... The basic idea from that, and I, I think I alluded to it in two different ways. One was that um, where I want my personal work to go is that um, I'm in a place to where I'm in flow with the season and that I'm not trying to do projects and activities that are out of alignment with where my energy is. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, um, and a lot of my clients know, a lot of people who know me know this, September is one of my favorite months of the year. Yeah. Right. September and October, 
Some are my favorite months of the year. And here's why. One, it's when I have a lot of natural energy myself. Mm-hmm. But two, it's where... It's one of those, like, we're in the groove months, right? We're not in a huge transition phase. Well, September, early September, mm-hmm. a lot of people are still in the transition of back to school, back to work, new patterns, things like that. Mm-hmm. But around this time in September, those habits start to solidify. Yeah. And it's not like in November where people are starting to really go into holiday mode and it's starting to, to do that. I mean, you're going to hear me say this a lot on the podcast and in the writing. We have to remember that. October is the last of the four work week months of the year. Mm-hmm. And um, the, in the U.S. and a lot of places, Thanksgiving, excuse me, um, November becomes a three work week month, mm-hmm. right? Because of Thanksgiving and all, all the stuff that happens around there. And then the November, or excuse me, the December becomes two weeks, uh, two week work week month. Because of the different holidays and Christmas, Hanukkah, you know, um, Kwanzaa, all of those different things. Now, people are like, that's cool for everybody else, but I'm not a religious or spiritual person, and I don't, um, I don't celebrate those holidays. I don't practice those holidays. Mm-hmm. And to that, um, you have to look at when you're in collaboration with other people, and most of us are, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, actually, whether you celebrate those holidays. Half of your team or two-thirds of your team are gone. Yeah, And if they're not gone, honestly, they're phoning it in, mm-hmm. right? They're waiting to be gone. <laughs> yeah. And so it is a um, temporal transition, right? But I love, love, love September and October because it's before all of those transitions happen. Mm-hmm. And it's after that August, like, you know, somehow people's work brain gets put back on mid-August, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, yeah, I got to, like, do, start getting back to work. Yeah. And so there's, like, three or four weeks that follow that, mm-hmm. right? Um, so September is a great time, which means it's a fantastic time for me because my energy is high. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was talking to a client about this yesterday. I, I don't like the summer because my energy is low mm-hmm. and I love building stuff with people. Mm-hmm. And people take their toys and go home, right? <laughs> they, they go home or they go to Rome or they go all over the place. I don't have anybody to play with, right? Um, well, everybody's back now, yeah, right? So now is a really great time for me to be doing things like finishing a book proposal and creating a course and standing up new projects, you know, during the September and October period. Mm-hmm. Um, now, where things get dicey for me mm-hmm. is that I have a lot of high energy in November, December, and January. Yeah. Right. And that's where a lot of people are. We're kind of back in that summer flow where people are like, oh, you know, I think I'm going to like go hang out for a while or I'm going to drink um, eggnog and start fires. Like we, everybody else recedes. So I'm kind of back in that like, where'd everybody go thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but given my energy cycles, again, that's a great time for me to be creating stuff. Yeah. That's a great time for me to be like in the lab cranking through stuff. Yeah. Um, because I know myself. I think I know myself. It didn't quite happen this way. I know that come early June, mm-hmm. I'm not going to want to do anything. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm going to be where people are in December a lot of ways. I'm, I'm just like, I don't want to do anything. I want to take a sabbatical. Right. Um, I want to work three hours a day and take a nap for a half the day and then stay up until 11 o'clock. Like, it's just that's where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me... Living in accordance with the season, mm-hmm. it means two things. One, it's my own internal season, mm-hmm. but it's also the um, social season that I'm in. Mm-hmm. 
so that I'm aligning them and not trying to do things like get a bunch of stuff done in the middle of July when I know I don't want to. Yeah. Right. And I'm not going to want to. Yeah. Now, I said it was weird this summer because um, given everything that was going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and Alton Sterling and Philando, like I got really involved in social justice conversations and really thinking about my way through those conversations at a period of time where normally I would be um, in an energetic recession. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of pushed things. Yeah. In a way for us. And then in August, August was one of our most prolific and amazing months. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, two speaking events, um, a product launch. At the beginning of August, there was a major event for the Wayfinding Academy. Mm -hmm. And Luna and Amy were getting married and we were like co-facilitating that. And so August was a really eventful month Mm -hmm. when... Normally, that's a stand-up month for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I would want to say, living in accordance with the season. It's just less important, like, what the specific projects are, mm-hmm. and more important about what type of energy it requires to fuel those projects. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It totally makes sense. And what I'm, you know, what I'm hearing, and then also what... You know, what I've noticed over the last couple of years is we've become more and more attuned to this for ourselves personally, but also for our team is that, you know, in August, you know, late August, September, October is a great time where you're very energetic to be working with the team and getting things done with the team. And then when you're more energetic still, you know, November, December, January, which baffles me, by the way, um, then you still have this energy, but you may be focused more on solo projects and things that you can really get out by yourself and you don't have to fight against this energy that you have. Um, so that's been a really great way that I've seen you, Charlie, show up and really think about your energy and how you can use your energy in working with our team. So um, that's been, you know, really important. One of the things, too, you know, we're talking about the seasonal shifts and the changes that we're both feeling right now as we're moving from late summer into fall. Um, And I think that's really important. I think it's also important for us to think about our monthly Mm -hmm. energy cycles. And, of course, as a woman, you know, I bring that up because – you know, I have, um, I'm still cycling through and I still have my moon cycles, my periods, that kind of thing. Um, and I think that's another place in our society today. I mean, I would imagine some people listening to this are like, oh, okay, she just, she just brought up her monthly cycles. We don't talk about this kind of thing normally. I do um, in the conversations that I have in the groups that I'm a part of. It's something that's an open conversation. But in our society, we tend to not talk about these things. And I think one of the things, you know, some wisdom that I've gained over the last few years from um, elder women in my community and research that I've done and just paying better attention to my energy and my body is there is so much ancient wisdom around our monthly energy cycles and I say that as a woman, but I think that shows up for everyone. It's not it just does, women. Yeah. Um, you know, it's men and women. And so I think personally, it's also incredibly important 
that each of us recognize how our energy shifts within the month. So for example, I think, um, you know, there's a full moon tomorrow. And I remember probably 15 years ago, you were telling me about how the moon, like you felt different with the moon cycles. And I was like, you're a man, like, what are you talking about? How does that impact you? But as you know, as I've gotten older, and I've given more credence to the fact that nature has a huge impact on us and our bodies and our energies, I recognize that this monthly energy cycle is not just for me as a woman, but it shows up in you as well. And it shows up in everybody else. Absolutely. I'm, I, at that time, and I would say it's still true, I'm, I'm more um, either moody or tempestuous, depending upon what's going on, right? And mm-hmm. I've known that for a long time. It's just like, oh, it's a, it's a full moon. And when you look at – what's funny about this is when you look at police reports, mm, yeah. when you look at hospital records and things like that, there's a lot of stuff that happens around full moons. Mm-hmm. Um, and Angela knows this. There's sort of two funny things here. So a few years ago, I had to have a conversation with Angela because – a regular topic of conversation with my female clients was around their cycles, mm-hmm. right? Because I did not, I had learned through, you know, being married, but also through working with a lot of, um, a lot of women who were creative and entrepreneurs that a critical mistake that was being made is that they were planning launches and major pro- project pushes um, at the wrong time of the month for them, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's like, you know, if you're going through a launch, the amount of energy that that takes, the amount of just all in it that it takes is ridiculous. And if you know that, you know, on the first or second day of your period that you have no energy and that you're crabby and things like that, because those are natural human sort of things, mm-hmm. um, then it doesn't make sense to plan your launch for that day. Yeah, it's not going to go well, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I had to have the conversation with Angela because you know it's um, we have a lot of really open and transparent conversations around our house, especially around our own stuff. But mm-hmm. we're also conscious of um, there are conversations that we have with each other that may or may not be cool mm-hmm. having with other people. And so I'm like. So how do you feel about me talking with other women <laughs> about their cycles and that that being, you know, that that's one of the topics of conversations just because I wanted to make sure yeah. that she knew what it was happening mm-hmm. and that it, everything was on board. Um, but we started, what was it, like 10, 15 years ago, started putting your cycle on the, on, like actually on our calendar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's so that at the time, you know, um, when you had – much greater mood swings when it came with that, I'd be like, okay, there are certain things that I'm going to plan around with this coming mm-hmm. with, with this, with this moon cycle coming, but I'm also going to learn not to take things so personally mm-hmm. during this period of time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't one of those things where it surprised me. We're like, why are, what's going on in our house right now? It's like, Oh, it's that time of the month. Um, I'm just going to hide out for a little bit, right? Um, and everything will be okay. Be careful. You're starting to tread on. I know. <laughs> You're starting to tread in the uh, waters there. I know. But still, we put it on there just so we can have these exactly. conversations. So I could be like, Absolutely. oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we now don't do things like we try not to go camping around those times, mm-hmm. right? Um, although, oddly, every oh month gosh. we go hiking, Either hiking or some big project around our house. So I think that that's actually really um, 
you know, I'm going to put this out there and it may make no sense at all, but I've noticed, um, and I think I'm much different than some of my female friends, like there's something about being outdoors and in nature for that time of the month for me that I'm like, oh, but then I also get carried away. And I'm like, why can't I do my 12 hour, like lifting heavy brick project today? And I try it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this was just not what I needed to do. Well, she tries it, but she commits me to doing it and then leaves me hanging. It's happened a few times. Leaves me hanging like with a project and I get frustrated because I don't want to leave bricks in the yard for three weeks. (laughs) Right. So I'm like, thanks. Yeah. Anyway, we say that somewhat jokingly, but actually quite seriously as well, because we've experienced it. And so Like I said, I just wanted to bring that up because I think that, you know, it's so important for us to be aware of our seasonal energy and our seasonal shifts, but it's also important to be aware that we have monthly energy cycles. We have weekly energy cycles. For instance, we have people on our team who are on fire on Monday. Charlie. Guess who that is? (laughs) Yeah. Guess who that is? It is not me. And then we have people who on Thursday and Friday, they're like in it. They are ready. They're going. They're full speed. And Charlie's like, oh, I'm kind of done. Yeah. Shannon's at the end of the week and I'm at the beginning of the week. I'm in the middle of the week. And she's in the middle and Angela's in the middle of the week. So there's this interesting thing where Shannon is like trucking at the end of the week and Mm -hmm. she's like, let's get it done. And I'm like, I'm already done. Like I'm, I'm, I'm out of this (laughs) boat. Right. And so, yeah, it's being really clear about that. But you mentioned the, um, being in nature. And that's really, I think, what spurred this with Megan's um, mm. conversation mm-hmm. is that um, we approach the way that we plan and make commitments as if we were robots, right? Yeah. As if this slice of time in the future, I'm going to feel a certain way, so on and so forth. But we're actually organic creatures who are responsive to their environments. Yeah. And I think it's our distance from nature. Mm. For a lot of us, that has gotten us to the position to where sometimes we don't know where our energetic cycles are. Yeah, um, we, we're not. You know, uh, I would say this: a few hundred years ago, we as a as a people, as a race, were really um, excuse me, as a species, were really in tune with the stars. Mm-hmm. We were really in tune with the moon. We were really in tune with um, when plants were changing. And that's largely because we had not built up walls and air conditioning and concrete that had separated us from those things. They were yeah. a part of our daily fabric. Yeah. They are no longer a part of a lot of our fabric, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the reasons why we have, over the last few years, Angela and I have started to plan our um, personal retreats and getaways around seasonal shifts, Yeah. right? Yeah. And trying to once a quarter get away to a place that's that's going to put us in nature mm-hmm. to experience that shift mm-hmm. um, and really honor that shift. Yeah. So that it's not six weeks into a new season and we're like, what what's going on? I feel off. Yeah. Well, no crap, you feel off. You you went from a season where you ha- where the sun went down at ten o'clock at night in Portland, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> to a season where it went down at four thirty in the afternoon. In Portland, right? (laughs) Um, And that's a huge difference in the shape and energy of a day, right? It's a huge difference looking outside your window and seeing bare leaves versus, or excuse me, bare limbs versus green leaves and flowers and things like that. All of those things are part of our 
um, cognitive inputs or emotional inputs that make up the fabric of how we orient ourselves to this world that we live in. Yeah. And so um, if you don't go camping a lot, if you don't have a garden, and that's some of the things that we mentioned on in, um, in the episode, in episode 102 with Megan Roop, is like one way that you can be in touch with the season is to have a garden. And if a garden is too much, you could have plants because plants naturally respond to the seasons. And yeah. if you've got a summer flower, at the end of the summer, it's not going to be flowering, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be doing something different. And it's a reminder that, oh, yeah, something has changed. Mm-hmm. How am I changing while this other thing is changing, yeah, right? Yeah. And just, you know, we, we talk a lot about energy when it comes to heat mapping your day, which is the basic concept of um, doing the right work. So, for instance, doing creative work when you have a lot of creative energy, doing social work when you have a lot of social energy, um, you know, doing self-care stuff when you have lower energy. So we talk about that at the daily level. You mm-hmm. just mentioned, Angela, sort of the weekly pulses mm-hmm. that we have. We have monthly pulses, but... You know, I think we have these seasonal energy cycles, too. Mm-hmm. And again, I recognize, depending upon where you are on the woo spectrum, that this can sound like complete horseshit, right? <laughs> I get that. Um, and so let's play out the non-spiritual aspect of this, right? Yeah. Um, when we look at it, um, the sun's changing season, or the sun's changes has a lot of different um, effects on our neurochemicals, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, for instance, most people in the Pacific Northwest are actually vitamin D deficient based upon the amount of sun that we get, yeah. right? Um, and so we can go sort of that spiritual energy, like it's coming in and going out, but you can also play the science game on this one mm-hmm. and see that, one... Um, the change of the sun has really um, dramatic effects on our cognition and our emotional state. Mm-hmm. Two, um, studies have shown that being out in the woods are actually transmission of chemicals that you don't get mm-hmm. when you're outside of the woods, that, you know, we're a chemical-based creature. Mm-hmm. Um, three, um, so kind of mentioned being outdoors, but I think the other thing that happens is a lot of us will res- will slow down our physical activity in the fall and winter based upon the seasons. Mm -hmm. And that has a very major impact on our energy, on our self-confidence, on different things like that. So, you know, if it's sounding very woo and you're not into that, I'm cool with that, right? Um, There's also this very science-based aspect of things that given that we are organic creatures that respond to biochemical stimuli, Mm -hmm. those stimuli change, our responses will change as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate that. Um, It kind of leads me to talking about um, something that Nadia in our campfire had asked about. Um, And we've already talked a little bit about this, um, but I think it was a kind of a great um, integration with this question about the seasonal energy. And she was asking about how we personally prioritize Um, prioritize activities, prioritize space and time for restorative activities. And um, the reason why I wanted to bring that in today, along with this discussion of the seasonal energy, um, is something that you already alluded to a little bit, Charlie, in these um, seasonal retreats that we've started to try to take here in the last year and a half or so. Um, And we have our, our personal fall seasonal retreat coming up shortly, um, where we're going to be getting away for a few days out into nature and out into the woods. Um, and that's one of the things that we have prioritized, um, that, that space, that time, but also in that specific location 
to allow us to downcycle a little bit. Um, oftentimes, intentionally, we will find a place without cell service, without internet, um, so that we are given the space to completely unplug. We don't have an option. So it's not one of those things where we could be plugged in. So we don't even have to spend the, the brain time and energy on making that decision. But it gives us a time to reflect on what this last season has been, what we've done in that season, where we're at, and what we would like for this upcoming season to look like. Um, And that has become a priority for us. um, And it's really important. And I look forward to those um, opportunities to really step back, think about where I'm at, um, get away from responsibilities for a few days and, and reflect on what I want my coming, you know, quarter or season to look like. Um, so that's one of the things that, um, that we have prioritized and it's taken a lot of, a lot of planning to actually do it because you get, you know, two people like us who we have the business that we're running, but we're also both very social, We're involved with a lot of groups, um, a lot of um, networking, a lot with our friends, other physical activities. So we've had to schedule time to sit down and plan out for the next year. What does this look like? Where are we going to fit this in? And what do we have to work around to make this happen? Yeah, we just sat down a couple of weeks ago, actually, and um, because one of our lessons learned from this last year. And just as a quick side note, our business operational year starts in August. Mm-hmm. Um, I would prefer for it to start otherwise, but energetically, that's where it starts, mm-hmm. right? And so looking back over the last year, there were enough occasions to where we weren't being intentional mm-hmm. about things. Now, granted, we had a lot going on with, you know, Live Your Legend and you know, the projects that we have and we had going on with the team and then standing up the team. We had a lot going on, yeah. um, trips to Nigeria, so well, on and so forth. And a lot of personal things that happened in the last year, yeah, too. Yeah, a lot of personal things that happened over the last year. And a natural sort of thing that happened was we got out of sync with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons we got out of sync, I believe, was simply because we didn't have this stuff on the schedule. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that we didn't want to hang out. So on and so forth. It's just one of those things to where um, things got put on the schedule. We'd get to the end of a week and we had a weekend open, mm-hmm. but we hadn't been intentional about what we wanted to do. And um, with aging cats and things like that, like it's harder to just creep away. Right. Yeah. And so um, we sat down a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. over dinner and because um, we also have um, date nights that, that we have on the calendar, even if mm-hmm. those dates might shift yeah. a little bit. We have one time a week where we actually do go out and hang out and, and try to be in relationship mode as opposed to business partner mode, yeah. right? Um, keyword, try. Um, <laughs> but we sat down over the next year and just sort of like said, when are our personal retreats? Mm-hmm. Um, when are our family things, mm-hmm. when are the ret- when are the commitments that we know about from our volunteer and community activities, mm-hmm. when are, you know, speaking gigs that I already know that are on there mm-hmm. and went ahead and put all of them in yeah. because that allowed us to say, okay, with the weekends remaining, what do we want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and we just recognized like two or three days ago 
that, wait a second, we didn't put camping and hiking I know. on there. Um, so we might have to do another round because that one, that didn't make it. I think we did start to put some stuff around like our backyard and the hut. Yeah. Um, but, and so the thing about it is, is I, is coming up for me because I realized that, um, we, we gave a, um, or we hung out with our Wayfinding Academy students yesterday for mm-hmm. a wisdom gathering. And a wisdom gathering is just where different members of the community come in and just talk to the students about different questions that they have. And a lot of their questions were around time management and boundaries and balance. Yeah. Right? yeah. And um, one of the students um, felt like, where's my freedom in this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling really like... You know, ah, um, and I, I totally get that. I actually really, really do get that. Because as I mentioned earlier, um, when Angela starts planning out the summer, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, like I get overwhelmed because I'm like, ah, because I feel it all at once. Yeah. Right. And I'm yeah. like, I got to remember, it's just, it's, I'll go through a week and then there'll be something and it'll be fine. And the thing about it is I love everything that's actually on the calendar. Mm-hmm. I'm just overwhelmed about the amount of things on the calendar. And so I've got a way to work through that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it might seem really foreign to people to think about sitting down with their partner, their romantic partner, their life partner, and saying, what are we doing for the next year? Mm -hmm. Just like it might seem really foreign for people to sit down with their business teams Mm -hmm. and say, when are we doing these key events for the next year? Actually, here's the funny thing. I think it's not foreign to do that in the business side of things mm-hmm. and in the sort of work side of things. But but we don't talk about the energetic shifts. We don't talk though. about the energetic shifts and we don't do that with our personal lives. Mm-hmm. It seems really foreign to say like what are what are the key activities we're going to do for the next year, right? Mm-hmm. It you know, and I, I realize there's a lot of stories around spontaneity, there's a lot of stories around different types of things like that. And if what you're doing is working for you and your partner and you're really in alignment with where you want to go and you're really expressing your values, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And if you get to the end of a year and you're looking backwards and saying, man, I wish I would have um, made more time to hang out with my partner. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have made more time to go hiking. Then maybe it's time to sit down and, and be more intentional about the planning. And so when we say things like retreat, yeah, I know people have different perspectives of what that might be. They might be thinking like we're going to a spa and hanging out, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times it's not. It's no. just renting a cabin, right? That's super cheap, mm-hmm. right? And hanging out for the weekend. Yeah. Um, but being really intentional about the about what we want to have happen, or importantly, not happen yeah. during that period of time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm glad you bring that up because it's. You know, that was one of my concerns for a while, too. It's like, how are we going to afford to do this four times a year? Like, you know, go away for three days. And there are a lot of different ways that we've used to make that happen. So that's that's a really important thing um, to bring up. Um, you know, the other thing that's coming up for me um, that I just wanted to touch on shortly with um, the change in the seasons and um, our cycles And um, I want to bring this up because I've just kind of come out of this season myself. And I, um, historically, there's been a lot that's happened for me in July and August that has, um, you know, early on, um, there was um, the near death experience 
um, which brought about a lot of PTSD for me. And while um, things are much better for me now and much more stable, um, that's something that you and I have always um, tried to be aware of is that there are certain times of the year for me where these anniversaries come up. Um, so anniversaries of people that I've lost, um, in a way that, you know, I wasn't prepared for, um, health situations, um, also commitments. I, you know, have a really big commitment every year, um, for about five days at the end of August, um, where it takes all of my energy and all of my focus and coming away from that um, beautiful experience, I may be very, very tired for a couple of weeks. And so I think it's also really important that um, we recognize within ourselves and we can help recognize it with our friends or partners, whether you know there are anniversaries or commitments that we have, um, things that we go through where we've experienced something and it's an anniversary or we're doing something and it's really going to require a lot of change in our energy or take away from our energy or add to that energy as well. And I think that that's something that's really important for us to keep in mind when we're talking about um, what our seasonal shifts look like um, and how we want to prepare for them um, and the conversations that we may need to have with our loved ones and friends about how they can support us during those times um, and kind of what to expect um, potentially during those, those periods of time. I think the point here is to recognize, I- I'm going to be bold on this one, mm-hmm. there will be seasonal shifts. Mm-hmm you shouldn't be surprised by that at this point. Like we're not surprised in some ways by daylight savings time. Well, it's on our calendar obviously, but we know it's going to happen twice a year Mm -hmm. and we know things are going to be a little funky like twice a year. Yeah. Um, so it's not how necessarily to avoid the seasonal shifts or anything. It's how to respond to them in ways that, um, are nourishing and productive Mm -hmm. and intentional. Yeah. Right. I think that's really the point here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I like that. Um, You know, we've talked about a lot here, um, you know, about the seasonal shifts, about our own personal shifts, about how we've done that in relationship with each other. We've done that with our communities. We've done that with our business team. Um, And, you know, I'm feeling like, you know, I just want to reiterate the importance of taking time for yourself to think about what this looks like for you. Um, and to not just listen to this episode and be like, Oh yeah, yeah, that, that happens. But yes, that happens. And how am I honoring that for myself? So I kind of feel like that is my, um, challenge to you. Um, is to think about your own seasonal shifts and how you're honoring those and what you would like to change um, to to honor those even more. That's beautiful. If you're really interested in this conversation, let us know because we might come back and talk about seasons of life 
Mm. Right? We're talking about seasons of the year, but I think there's a higher level perspective of seasons of life. But that's a conversation for another day. I like that topic a lot. (laughs) All righty. Let's do our high five and check out. All right. Okay, creative giants. What are you doing to honor the different energetic seasons of the year? How are you leaning into it? And how would you like to better transition into the energy that is and honor that space? Until next time, stand tall. If you liked this episode, check out episode 102 with Megan Roop and episode 88, Another Jam with Angela, where we talk about daily energy cycles and rhythms. And if you're digging the Creative Giant Show, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or review on iTunes. If you're not familiar with how to do this, there's a walkthrough available on the podcast page on ProductiveFlourishing.com. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Creative Giant Show. To find more tools and inspiration for creative giants, head on over to ProductiveFlourishing.com. Stand tall, Creative Giant.